everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace, returning friend of the show here, Jeremy Adams, to talk about Green Lantern. Jeremy, great to see you. Great to see you. I was like, oh, no small talk, talking about what's going on? Okay, fine. Let's just talk about comic books, Jace. <laughs> I'll call you, you later. We can, we can catch up. Okay. Come out here for a visit. But yeah, yeah. I'm excited because uh, I know, you know you're an old school uh, comic guy, just like I am. So when we talk about Green Lantern, Hal Jordan... Sinestro's right there. We had some hints in the first couple of issues. And now it feels like with issue three coming out of Night Terrors, it's all about that relationship between Hal and uh, Sinestro. So talk a little bit about this classic villain, this this classic uh, matchup between these two and uh, kind of your history with uh, with the two of them. I mean, my only history is like super friends, right? Like that's where we all, all started. Yeah. Uh, right? With the snively whiplash, uh, you know, um, Mustache. Um, so the great thing about taking a Hal Jordan that was, you know, a Green Lantern book, obviously Green Lantern for years and years and years have just been really in outer space and really big. And the mythology is really big. And obviously we've grounded Hal on Earth to do this stuff. And in this issue is the first time he realizes that Sinestro is also on Earth. Like he had no idea um, because the last time he saw Sinestro, um, there was a moment after the dark crisis um, that something bad went down mm -hmm. and, um, and I mean, I guess probably before dark crisis and then dark crisis happened. And then there's a lot of mystery about stuff that, that's happening in space. And so him knowing that this authoritarian, you know, dictator that it seemed to work for Korrigar, you know, but there was this detente, right? Like all the, the other lanterns, all the other core, um, they seem to be living in some sort of thorns run and so it gives a little bit of a hint of what's happening in space and there's a lot happening in space and i think you begin to realize that sinestro wants to be back up there but he may not have the ability right now and so that is going that mystery is starting to unravel and especially at the end of this issue we set up a kind of a head-to-head -head, at least conversation so yeah it's so it's so interesting where we're at with green lantern right now i mean right a lot of people they hear green lantern they think of that kind of seminal jeff johns run blackest night it's where we first saw the you know, different spectrums of light uh and yeah bringing Hal back to earth grounding him uh a little bit so to speak going back to that sort of classic feel what's interesting you you had two issues you kind of introduced some things Hal's on earth he doesn't have a ring then he gets a ring but you know, we see at the beginning of this issue, the, 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 we've seen in the preview pages, the mystery of, of what the ring is. It seems to be right. different than, than previous rings, but also tying into things that we saw in Night Terrors with the Alex Segura, Sinestro, Night Terrors. Like, yeah, what exactly is going on with Sinestro? So there you have a little bit of mystery here, which is interesting because I haven't seen that from you. You know, on your Flash run, everything right. is a little more all ages and, and up front. This seems like a little bit of a different way with uh, kind of slow burning some of these uh, plot points. Is that purposeful? Is it more challenging as a writer? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it is purposeful. And yes, it is very challenging for me. <laughs> I mean, again, we're in the same situation that I, I I bucked up against on The Flash, which is like once a month, you know, <laughs> like, like I, we need to hurry this along. And I remember somebody giving me flack about something like somebody was mad about something. And I, I'm like, we're on issue three. Like, like, 
<laughs> Give me a second, you know. Um, it is a lot more challenging, but every everything's pointing to different mysteries. And I'm not I'm not one of those people that's going to tease it out for too long. There are different. They're going to be different like acts to this overarching story. But even the stuff with his ring is pointing to a greater mystery. The fact that he was able like the fact that some dude bought a defunct Manhunter armor yeah, that was powered either. on. And then he's used his will to kind of like yank that energy out and make this very old school ring that doesn't have AI, can't get out of the atmosphere for some reason, and now has some very Silver Age abilities that Hal had in his original in the original Green Lantern run, um, points to a mystery unto itself. And then you have the mystery of Sinestro running around with a hoodie uh, performing heists. You know, that that's a mystery unto itself. And then you have the bigger mystery of what what went on in Korrigar, what's happening in space, what's going on with the United Planets, like why what was the straw that broke the camel's back that sent Hal to Earth? Like there's a lot of mysteries here. And unfortunately, I have to I have to I have to do it in a satisfying way that people are like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's great. You know, and I'm by the way, I'm building the one particular thing that I realize only three people will probably enjoy. <laughs> it's such a deep DC cut in a way. And I'm just like, oh, I'm the only one that's going to like this, I'm sure, you know, but oh, well. <laughs> Again, though, it's a, it's a balance because, you know, you mentioned the space stuff and how it's such a big epic story. And, and that's what Green Lantern can be. But you are folding in some of these more personal aspects, you know, the personal animosity that Sinestro and Hal have for each other, the yeah. relationship with Hal and Carol. Uh, and I mentioned the the uh, Segura story for Sinestro in Night Terrors, which kind of brought up some interesting points as well. Uh, did you and Alex talk about that? Does that foreshadow yeah. things were, were coming? Uh, we're going to yeah, see yeah, yeah. Sinestro? So before we had, when I met Alex talking about this with Paul Kaminsky, the editor, and we just talked about the frame of mind Sinestro is in that's going to be teeing up where he, like what he thinks he needs to do. And also inevitably maybe the chinks in armor that is going to change Sinestro on a core level. So um, it's, it really is, it's giving us an, an idea about somebody that, I mean, what do you do when you're the emperor of basically a planet and now you're stuck on earth and you can't get home like you know what is that what what does that do especially somebody as like sinestro who who really is logical and to me has always been kind of almost vulcan like you know he's very logical in his his bringing about fear and and um so this is i mean it's 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 brewing a head-to-head confrontation between Sinestro and Hal, which is great. And um, I'm trying to make it interesting enough so even the end of this issue, people are going to go, wait, what? You know, because you you think it's going to be a logger uh, cat-mouse chase, you know, a little bit. And um, so, yeah. And then that's going to lead us into four, where we have guest star Barry Allen, which we're I'm excited about. Yeah, it is, uh, again, so interesting because this this classic dynamic, the argument could be made – when you're talking about Hal Jordan, when you're talking about Sinestro, you're talking about the two greatest lanterns ever, right? And right. you hit on something that's really uh, accurate in in my mind, and that's here's the two greatest Green Lanterns, you know, in the history of the core, and they come at it from the exact opposite yes. kind of emotional spectrum, right? Everything's logical and planned out with Sinestro and with Hal. Everything's fly by the seat of your pants, emotion, right. impulsive. I mean, they're they're complete opposites 
and in this case, opposites don't attract. It's oil and water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's this like there's this weird begrudging respect, even though they don't like each other. You know, even though they know they're dangerous, even though that you know they have history together. Um, but it's all pointing to bigger and bigger mysteries, which is because how how you know, Jace. I mean, the, we talked about this before. Actually, it's like. How you can't, I can't compete with like Jeff Johns and Viditti and, and Tomasi and this like this mega cosmological uh, story that they created that's been going on for decades, right? Like all the cores, all the stuff. And the only thing I can do is try to try to narrow it down to this kind of like character based thing so that when we do get bigger, we all care about that character and we want to see the stories they go through, even if it's not, you know as artfully put together as those other <laughs> stories are, you know, but, but I have, a, I think I have a really neat idea because it's really, you, you know, you're trying to figure out a different twist on something. You're trying to look for the corners that nobody's uh, looked at yet, especially on something like Green Lantern. So for me, it's really fun to figure out who the voice of how the, the, the voice that I want to write him in and who I think he is. And the confidence that he has, the blustery confidence he has as a superhero. And yet when it comes to somebody like his relationship with Carol, it's not, I mean, it's, it's very confident, but you can tell there's a lot of um, kind of sadness of what could be or what may not be behind, behind the eyes, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it is interesting because I, Hal's my favorite Green Lantern always has been. Maybe it's because he, you know, he was the, the only one that was around basically. Right. <laughs> started started reading it. John Stewart came along pr pretty quickly after that. So many people, you know, John Stewart, because I got introduced to uh, Green Lantern animated. from Justice. Yeah, animated stuff, Justice League cartoon. Um, and I hear the complaint I hear about Hal, same complaint I hear about Barry at times, or oh, he's kind of boring, right? Like it's right. sort of that sort of standard straight white superhero guy always yeah. wins the day. So is that a, a challenge? I mean, this is a different how, though, because the other part of it is you are, he has been through so much, right? Like you talk right. about Jeff Johns era, Tomasi, Venditti, right. what have you. seems like you're incorporating that. There is a almost a sadness to him that I don't know that I've seen in him before because he does lament that loss of his relationship with Carol and, and everything he's been to. So it's a balancing act, right? Like trying to find something new, but still paying homage and then yeah. wanting to get tell your own story. Yeah, and also just trying to like log logically think through the fact that like none of us are the same we were. Like I'm not this. I am. I am in some ways the same I was in 16, but not a lot. Right. You know, it's like you get you gain a lot of perspective and empathy, and you talk about a guy that is you know his body was used to destroy the city he lives in. You know, and yeah. at the same time he becomes the hand of God. You know, he becomes the specter, and then he comes back, and there's these wars, and he leads people into battle, and and I also think there's a human side to him, the side that's not always a soldier, the side that's on the, the quiet side that's like, well, what am I fighting for? Am I fighting for good for good's sake or am I fighting for my home? And if I am fighting for my home, what does that mean? Because I haven't been home in a long time. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what is life if I'm not sharing it with the person I love? Like a lot of those just regular human thoughts that we have and I think he struggles with the fact that, like, the core isn't what he thought it was right now. And, and oh, I'm going to come back home and do this thing. And, yeah, he is a hero, but but the world's kind of moved on without him. And that's that can be disconcerting, too, because up there, 
I'm Hal Jordan, the greatest Green Lantern of all time. Down here, I've got 13 bucks in my account. Yeah. You know, I'm borrowing my brother's, you know, trailer and uh, and like trying to figure out how to get a job. You know, it's just such a it's such a dichotomy um, that he has to wrestle with. And uh, all these mysteries are going to bring us to big stuff next year. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited because some of the things that you're exploring, uh, it's kind of echoing some of the things that Philip Kennedy Johnson is exploring right. with uh, with John Stewart. You know, him trying to come back and find some peace and be there for his mom. Uh, and we get the final uh, kind of preview installment, part three, that leads then into uh, the the John Stewart War Journal. Uh, how much have you been talking to to uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson? Is there something? Is, could we expect a tie-in at some point? Anything yeah. you can tease on that front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Philip, who I think is not just an incredible human being, but like a great writer. So we've talked a lot about where we're going with the universe um, and where we're going to be able to have touch points between our books. And so I, I'm, I'm hoping we can make some really good, strong tie-ins because he has this really incredibly cool story going on in Jon Stewart. And luckily right now it doesn't necessarily touch my story as much, but there's, there's a collision course, you know, and there's mm -hmm. going to be a moment where we have to um, bring all the Green Lantern core ish type stuff together. And, uh, and yeah, so we're talking about that a lot and we're excited about it. He's really easy to work with and really, and we're very deferential, I think to each other in terms of what we want to do. Um, and, it, it, you know, my biggest problem is that I'm impatient and I want it to happen now. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm already in my mind, I'm already in April, you know, like yeah. thinking in my head, like, oh, man, wait till April. It's like, oh, slow, <laughs> Jeremy, come on, just get the just get the next book out and you'll be fine. Well, you got to give your incredible uh, collaborative uh, partner, Zermonico, uh, a chance to you know, draw it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> That's the trouble. He's so good though. And he's, he's incredibly fast, but he's so good. And um, even when I remember when flashpoint beyond, I remember seeing his pages and I'm just like, this guy's ridiculous. And I think he's going to be one of those guys at the end of his tenure as an artist, we're all going to be like, Oh my gosh, this guy was one of the greats. Cause he just seems to keep getting better and better. And it was weird because when they said Zermanico, I was like, well, he's an incredible artist, but I had just seen his stuff on Flashpoint Beyond and thought, oh, he's so much better suited toward this kind of like dark version. But he's he's been killing it when it comes to the Hal Jordan of it. And the thing that surprised me was how much of the acting he can portray with his faces. And um, he can really make you feel the emotions of those characters. And I don't know how he does it, honestly, but. I can barely draw a stick figure, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, that is that does seem to be one of the talents he's had because I remember some of the stuff he did on Dark Knight's Death Metal was the same thing, kind of a different darkness as opposed to kind of the gritty street stuff that you and Jeff and Tim did on uh, right. Beyond. And now this is you know this is brighter, you know, yeah. a little more fun because uh, even though there is that sadness that you know with everything that Hal's right. an experience, he is still a fun-loving guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's still going to make a weird construct or scare somebody or, oh. you know, break the lock in a bathroom just so that guy can't, you know, I, I love all that stuff. You know? So he's going to do what he's going to do. But I think he's he's also more mature. I mean, you're, I mean, not to spoil anything, but we're going to have more conversations to that effect of like, well, 
you know, is this fair to Carol? Do I need to grow up? What's happening? What's happening? Really happening with Sinestro? How do I stop him? You know, these are all things I feel like as a superhero, especially with an arch nemesis, it's like you got to have those conversations. And I don't, I don't necessarily see those conversations happening all the time in comic books. So I'm, I'm very pleased as punch that I get to uh, kind of ruminate on it. And the other thing I was going to say is, you know, even with Wally. And even with the success of like Wally Flash, you have the Titans, you have uh, Tom Taylor's run on Nightwing. Um, and there's a lot of focus on the sidekick generation, you know, the, and, and it's like, so where does that leave the old leaguers, you mm-hmm. know? And so I really like that. I really love the idea that these guys are potentially in some form of a midlife crisis in a weird way, you know, it's like, I'm not, he's not the only green lantern on earth. Uh, you know, Barry's not the only flash, you know, there's some of that, that I think is, is, is also feeding the fire of like, what, what is my place in this world? You know? Yeah. Well, it, it also feeding into that is like you said, he's this giant hero, greatest green lantern ever out there in space. He comes home. He's got 13 bucks living in his brother's yeah. trailer. Yeah. It's like, and it's also just like people be like, oh, yeah, Green Lantern, he's a, he's done some things here on Earth. It's like they don't know that he yeah. saved the universe countless times. Yep. You know, it's like I feel like somebody wrote that somewhere. It was like Clark saved Earth. I've saved the universe. You know, like it's like ah, that's that's yep. pretty powerful, but you can't really go tooting your owner about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It does. It comes across a little bit crass. Yeah. Uh, another one thing I want to talk about, and this goes into the, the art as well. Uh, your run on Flash, it, it always seemed to flow so well in terms of pacing. Right. This this feels a little different to me in terms of pacing. There, there are moments, right? Like we get this comedic moment with Hal testing out something with his ring early on. Then then later, obviously, we have the, the moment on the last page. There's a moment that, that reminded me of Die Hard, one of my favorite movies of all time. And here, I know you know the page I'm talking about with yeah. Sinestro. Um, but yeah, it seems like, I mean, it still goes along, still flows very well. But all of a sudden you just get these moments where it's like, whoa, it, 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 it really makes me stop and pause and appreciate the art and kind of the story beats. It feels like these, the beats here are hitting a little harder than what your flash run did. Is that just coincidental? Is that something you're um, conscious of in, in terms of pacing? I, mean, I, 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 we probably talked about this when I took over the flash. It's like, I mean, took over green lantern. It's like, not only was there a ton of pressure because I, I wanted people, you know, people really liked the flash and, and people were very gracious about their, their opinion about the run. But like, I felt like, Oh my gosh, I hope I'm not a flash in the pan. I hope I can do this again. So not only did I want to do a good green lantern, but I also wanted to push myself as a writer to make it a little different. And Mm -hmm. I also wanted to see if I can, I can up my game a little bit. So I am trying new things and I'm trying to dip into some more mature things and more and And especially with Zermanico, you have the ability to do these very cinematic moments, these very cinematic page turns and these, and, and just the way things are framed and stuff. So like, even what you're talking about the diehard thing, that's absolutely with a description of like the Hans Gruber of, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, showing up in the, in the in the van like all of that is absolutely me pulling from the my love of movies too and i think i'm just starting to figure out i think with this especially i have a little more runway to tell the story um the way i wanted to um 
in the flash, I would do these, you know, I was very particular, particular about the way I did the flash because I would do like three issue arcs. And then there'd be like two jumping off single issue points and like another three issue arc. And then the most I had done was like the one minute war. But even that, um, I wish I had another issue, mm-hmm. you know, or two to have uh, done that the way I want to do it. So I always felt like I, I and also because I had other stuff I wanted to do in the flash and some of it felt like it kind of got rushed or whatever, but like, I have a little more runway to tell this story the way I want to tell it. Also, I'm painting myself in a corner in some ways that I'm like, <laughs> I, there's this really big ideas about what's happening in space. And I want, I want the ability, the room to tell that story in a way that people will be like, Oh, he didn't gloss over this. Like he he's sticking to the logic of it because I'm a comic nerd. And, yeah. you know, if you just give me like one line, that's like, and everything's fine. It's like, I would, I would kill myself. I would be so mad. I would be so mad. So I want it to be satisfying. And I also want to set it up so that the, the DC universe is a little bit of a different place and just do something that's a little different than what has been done before, which is a huge, tall order. Because how do you do something that's not been done before in a character that's been around as long as they have? And how do you do something in a mythology, especially um, referencing the emotional spectrum? Because I feel like they, they've plumbed the depths of that over and over right. and over again. Yeah. Um, and then off of, off of Jeff Thorne's run, which is like this big uh, sweeping sci-fi epic thing, it's like all I can do is my own thing. And the, the reality is that I don't think Green Lantern, I think there's funny moments for Green Lantern, but it, it doesn't lend itself to the zaniness, at least right now, that the Flash does. Right. So I've had to make it a little more dramatic. And I don't know if I can do it, but I'm trying. <laughs> so, and it well, doesn't, like I said, it doesn't hurt that I can stand and go, here's a double page spread. Zermanico, because I know he's going to kill it. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. And I'm having so much more confidence in what he can do that it's making me go like, okay, hold on. I'm going to do a construct here. Uh, like in issue two, when I did the construct for um, the ghosts that Hal was doing, he was making those fake ghosts. Yeah. And I thought, I the only thing I thought is, oh my gosh, Zermanico is going to just destroy this page. Like it's just going to be so much better than what I can think. And he did. It was yeah. like, oh my gosh, here's two pages, go crazy, you know, and he and he just he just destroyed it. Yeah, it was uh it was it was creepy. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh the other thing that you've done a really good job. So this is issue three, right? Yeah. But we did have the two months off for night terrors. This uh so it shouldn't be too hard, everybody, to go back and find issue one and issue two. Right. Um and get caught up. But even if not, even if you have a hard time tracking those down. You can jump right in. It's a good jumping on point. Right. It feels like the story's just getting started here. It is. I mean, we're only issue three, gosh darn it. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like issue three of anything. It's, uh, yeah, no, it is issue three. There's a lot of mystery, but like I said, I'm by issue six, uh, especially by issue seven, we'll be on to the next kind of next storyline in a way. So, um, and it all leads into each other, but, um, but I'm not, I, I I could never be one of those people that just like next year, like in a year from now, you'll, you know, I can't do that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to anybody. People would be so mad. Yeah. I, knowing you, I'm sure within the next issue or two, there's probably a, a, a moment. There's probably a big moment here in this first arc. Uh, we don't want you to spoil it, of course, but I, as we're winding down here, I, I do want to ask you, 
Is there that moment in the first arc where you can't wait for people to experience it, people to read it and see what their reaction is on social media and whatnot? <laughs> uh, yes, but, you know, it's so bad. It's like, but I always encourage people not to read the FOC stuff, you know, because yeah. it, it always spoils stuff, you know, and uh, and I always have fights. I'm like, no, don't tell people this because it'll ruin things, you know. But there are a couple of pages that are coming that I'm really excited about. And and then there'll just be a couple of I think for Green Lantern fans, especially I'm, I'm hoping that everybody gets excited about the Green Lantern again, because I think I think, you know, you're going to it's going to be a cool ride. It's going to be a cool ride to figure out what's going on in space and what's going on with other lanterns and what's going on. Um, because eventually we have to get, we have to spread our wings and get out there. It's weird to me though, because when we first started this, when we were talking about a, a very earth centric um, lantern, it, the pull of green lantern is to outer space. And it is so drastic that you, that I literally had to put in like, you know, the initial thing is like, Oh, just have him on earth. I was like, I cannot just have him on earth. Like he has to have, he has to have a reason to be on earth and he can't, he can't have the ability to go to space. And that led to a, a bigger mystery. Cause I was like, cause the minute that happens, um, uh, you know, there's just too many toys out there in the, in, <laughs> in the void for Green Lantern to play with. Yeah. Well, it's been fantastic catching up, Jeremy. One last yes. question. Uh, cause I know, you know, your flash run was very well received. Flash has a rabid fan base. So does Green Lantern. You kind of mentioned it. Uh, Lantern cast and all sorts of different podcasts and, and fan bases. H has the reception been as warm as it ha uh, was on the flash for you so far? Yeah, it's been, you know, yes, because the thing about the flash is, if you recall, when I started, no one knew who I was Yeah, and um, everybody was like flinching, like a, like an abused wife or something, <laughs> you know, they kept thinking, well, this is it. He's going to hurt. And it was just like me getting the word out. Like I'm not going to hurt Wally, you know? <laughs> and then, and then that just, the fans just grabbed onto it and they were so kind and they just promoted the heck out of it. This is like, people are coming and they're going, Jeremy did our character good on Wally. So we have faith that he'll do good. And then, and then it's followed up by when's Kyle show up. You know, that's always like <laughs> the second comment. And I'm always like, someday I swear I like Kyle too, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's been really warm reception and you never know, you know, I'm sure I'll step on some toes, but Everybody just follow along for the fun. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. So issue three, everybody, it comes out next week. Uh, what is that? I guess the 12th, I think is the date. Uh, my birthday. My birthday. Oh, there you go. Give Jeremy a birthday. Give yourself a birthday present. Yes. Give yourself a present. Give Jeremy a birthday <laughs> present. Go pick it up. It's uh, it's fantastic. What you and Zermonica are doing is uh, amazing. So always great to see you, my man. Uh, thanks so much for the time and uh, best of luck uh, with the run. Keep killing it. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. You can find the Comic Source podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. 
All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.